Hey, it's Ashley. And this is Morgan. And this is Hear Me Out. The podcast. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you, should, you should make an intro song. You should sing one for us to use. Okay. I'll work on that. I don't know. Anyway, this is our last normal episode before October, and we're going to switch it up in October and talk about, like, murder and things. Crime. Um, so, that's going to be fun. That's exciting. But... We're just going to get right into it today, and this one's going to be hopefully a lot shorter than the other ones. But I think last week we said we were going to talk about something different, but I've changed my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to be talking about toxic work environments, because it kind of goes along with what we were saying last time. Toxic work environments. Everybody has them. (laughs) (laughs) What is that saying? It's like, it's like, gotta love it. No, it's like, everybody has it. Everybody hates it. What am I trying to say? I don't know. Hmm. Anyways. So, there's a lot of toxicity in the salon world. Is that a word? Toxicity? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But I think there <clears> is <throat> two. Uh, okay. Excuse right. you. <laughs> but yeah, I think there is two. I think it's really hard to find a good hair salon to work in. And I also think that's the reason that there's a hair salon in every corner. Because you can't People find, get a, good, you can't find a good one to work in, so you just open your own. Um, and also, anytime, not to be like a like dude, but anytime there's like... A bunch of women working together. It's never gonna it be nice. It doesn't work out. It's Your never cycles perfect. getting sink. You hate each other. <laughs> you hate each other. You love each other. You hate each other. You know it's rough. I haven't had a lot of salon experience. Me too. So we're gonna let Morgan take it away. Oh, okay. So one thing I hate is having a boss. Period. You know what I've started doing recently? Hmm. Zooming in on everything, and I feel like a fucking old lady. <laughs> I, I was just wondering why you did it. that. I always do it. Oh, okay. I think it's, like, because you need, like, to focus on one thing, not because you're, like, old and can't see. I, I think you're just, like, hyper I zoomed in taking pictures of the sunset this morning. <laughs> okay, disgusting. that's... With the two fingers. <laughs> no. Okay, anyway. Bosses. The bosses. So... Boss baby. <laughs> I understand... I don't understand. I think I understand how what it means to run a business. Yeah. And obviously it's not easy. Like, it's a stressful job. But you don't have to be a bitch. Right. Like, you can be stressed out and be nice. Mm-hmm. Previous jobs that I had, I feel like one of the main issues that I had, well, yeah. Because most places when you, when, you, when you get a job, yeah. you sign some kind of contract. I've never done that, but okay. Oh, I've signed. Actually, wait, I did. I did sign a contract at the other place. But is that normal? Um, I think it depends. A general, like, code of conduct, kind of, like, behavioral and, like, signing that you agree to all the rules. Yeah. I think that's normal. But then there's, like, the, like, scary ones. Like, the non-disclosure I think I was... and, like, the non-compete. Oh. We don't want those. Well, but, you uh, had... That's what they do. Who's... Who's they? <laughs> that's, what... <laughs> that's what your last does. I didn't sign a non-compete. Maybe because I was still in, like, the pre-program. But I also feel like my situation was different because I did an apprenticeship, so I was kind of locked in for a year and a half. But I do, I feel like it's normal I have to sign contracts. But I feel like one of the biggest issues that I've had in the past is signing the contract, like, a very strict contract and with, like, very specific things that are supposed to be happening. And then when you actually start, it's completely different. I guess, like, the expectations don't meet reality. Right. Um, in ways that... <laughs> what are you saying? I don't know. So that's, like, the baseline of where I'm going. Did you have that issue? What do you mean, the baseline? <laughs> you haven't said anything. <laughs> You've just been, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> You know? 
contrast versus reality. Um, okay, well, I don't... Well, actually, hold I was the phone. Say, I have something to say about that. Okay. Thank Damn, you. Damn, your legs are hairy. Leave <laughs> <laughs> me alone. <laughs> I have, like, 15 leg hairs. Yeah, they're long. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I have a mustache, so... It's okay. Anywho... The place that I worked before where I am now, it is like, on the outside, like a big, shiny, beautiful unicorn. And then when you get inside the unicorn, it's like flames and war. You just put my previous, <laughs> like, stuttered thoughts into words. That's what I was okay. trying to say. That, not that that really made any sense, but... Well, I feel like a lot of places make it seem all, like, fluffy and friendly yes. and happy. And then you actually start, and it's like... The opposite. What is happening? Like, from the outside, everything's great. You see their Instagram. You see people who work there. Everything looks happy and fun and friendship. It's like, I want to work there. So I did, <laughs> and the when I went in for my interview, it was very like cheery, happy. Everyone was like in love with each other, and then I went again and had to sign all my papers, and I had a booklet of the rules and like their mission statement and like the expectations and that shit. Mm -hmm. First of all, I think a mission statement is stupid as fuck. I don't even know what that is. It's like when business like a. Most businesses have, like, a mission statement. What is theirs? Like, Make we... everyone in the world beautiful. Like, some shit like that. Like, we commit to full quality, happy, like, you know, just, like, some bullshit. Anyways. Yeah. And in the rules, it talked all about, like, being nice. Like, their whole thing was, like, be nice to each other. Keep sweet and pray. Keep sweet, pray, <laughs> and obey. Pretty much. <laughs> Because, yeah. So it was very much like, be nice, like, be friendly, you know, avoid conflict. There was, like, that whole 24-hour rule of, like, if something happens and you don't talk to them about it within 24 hours, like, just move on. With clients or with coworkers? Coworkers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I think that's... I kind of like that. Yeah, but... Like, brawl or forget it. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't forget it, so. Yeah. Anyways. And I was like, you know, little, young, naive me, so excited to work. I was like, I say young, that was this year. <laughs> it was January. No, it was You've actually grown a lot in the past six no, months. No, yeah. I've aged ten years. <laughs> but I was like, okay, cool. Like, this sounds awesome. Like, this is such a great environment, and I want to work here. It's going to be great. Dun, it dun, wasn't dun. great. <laughs> it was not great. And again, my situation is real different because it was an apprenticeship. So I was like signing a contract, just the generic contract for the salon, which was its own thing. And then a separate contract about my apprenticeship, about how it was going to work and how I was going to be worked as an associate rather than mm -hmm. a, an assistant. Big deal. And it literally flip-flopped right when I started, mm -hmm. like from the get-go. It was like, no. I'm not going to be teaching you this. You're going to sweep my floor. But So I feel like the past salons that we both worked in were kind of similar in certain ways. Like mm -hmm. lots of rules, lots of structure and regulation. Yeah. And, and not being what is taught. the word when you're constantly being watched? Like being surveillanced maybe? Um, like everything that we did was being watched. Yeah. Um, like there's eyes and ears everywhere. I mean like cameras. I don't know if they had cameras, but it was very much like... 
watch what you say yeah. at all times. And, like, when I started, so I basically had two different bosses. One was a little bigger than the other, but one I had to work with every day. And there were lots and lots of rules about what you could and could not do in the salon, which is fine. Like, obviously, if I own my own business, I would want to be a control freak, too. But mm-hmm. it was just very controlled to the point that when I had, when I answered the phone, I had to answer it a certain way, which is fine, but it was like... I think that's normal. I think it is normal, but this was just kind of to the extreme, but I'm about to take it even further. Okay. Because it was also, like, when I was greeting guests, mm-hmm. I would be told what to say before I went up there. Like, I couldn't just walk up and be like, oh my gosh, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. How are you doing today? Like, she'll be with you in five minutes. Mm-hmm. In front of other clients, she would tell me, when you go up there, say, how have you been doing today? Did you get breakfast? I saw you came in with Duncan. How is Duncan? Like, I like your, she would, like, not even seeing the person, she Uh would say, go up there and say, I like your shirt. Where'd you get your shirt from? Very strict, very, like. Controlling. Very controlled. Yeah, I don't like that. No. (laughs) Imagine someone saying, I like your shirt. It's from Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) We also had a lot of rules about how we had to look. I know y'all had a dress code, right? Like, Mm -hmm. a strict dress code. I don't know if I would call it strict. Really? That's what I heard. I mean, you had to wear black. Or mm-hmm. right when I started working there, they changed it to where you could wear, um, like, blue jeans. At first, before I started, thank God, literally the week I was starting, they changed it. Before, you couldn't even wear jeans, period. Like, black jeans or blue so. jeans. Yeah. But then when I started, you could wear black jeans, blue jeans. But other than that, like, black, very minimal print. Very little white was the thing. Like, not, like, white stripes, but if it was, like, tiny little white polka dots. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. And black shoes. So, like, business casual. Yeah. But black. Yeah. Ours was a little more lenient. Uh, I get this, and I don't at the same time. The dress code <laughs> said, like, have you have to have your hair and makeup done every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, like, don't tell me what I have to <laughs> <Exactly>. do. <laughs> like, if I want to put makeup on, I will. Yeah. So you think I'm ugly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I think that you can look presentable. It's not like we're going to, like, we're a hair, it's a hair salon. It's not like a lawyer's office or something where it's, like, very professional and businessy. Like, yeah, you want to look nice, but you can just throw on some mascara and concealer and be, like, acceptable. I also feel like looking nice and professional is fine, Mm -hmm. but it intimidates people. Mm -hmm. And I, like dressing cute but dressing relatable yeah and that's what I wasn't really allowed to do like we had to we didn't have a color scheme that we had to go by but we had to dress cute every day and hair and makeup done literally if you didn't have your hair and makeup done you either got home or there was a makeup bag in the bathroom oh my gosh mm-hmm. I remember at one point I've kind of always dressed the same mm-hmm. so I wear like a crop top every day and some kind of pants mm-hmm and sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> just whatever. I don't like wearing bras, and this probably had something to do with it, but I ain't got titties, so, like, it doesn't matter. And the um, shirts that you wear have, are, like, have supportive. built-in bras, yeah. Yeah. So, I remember one time I came in, and I could tell that my boss was, like, being snarky, snarkier mm-hmm. than normal, and she eventually looked at me, and she said, you're going to have to find a different outfit. And she said, yeah, you're going to have to start dressing differently, because I don't like seeing your stomach. And I had literally, like, two inches of stomach showing and she said that it made it was making her uncomfortable because she's jealous so that was a whole so then I had to like throw out my whole wardrobe yeah 
and start over because someone didn't like seeing two inches of my stomach. If I had to like dress like that, I would have to buy so many clothes. Yeah. Like just let me live. But I think, I, I do think that you should look nice, mm -hmm. presentable. Yeah. But also like comfy and relatable if you want to, which you can do it all at the same time. I also don't understand the makeup requirement thing because I don't wear makeup. I get eczema on my face. I, I can't. I got eggs. I got eczema. I can't wear makeup. <laughs> but and I will say, there's some people that maybe should have a little bit of cosmetics on. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> that was really rude. <laughs> that's a personal preference. I mean, I think if you think you look good, then go for it. Then who cares? Confidence, baby. If you're confident, everybody else will be confident in you. Right. But this is a hair salon. Yeah, like, your hair matters. Matters. Yeah. But you can make a messy bun look cute. Yeah. So, I always just think about it like this, which I'm kind of dragging myself because some days I do look like a booger. <laughs> um, imagine going, there's, like, multiple parts to this. Imagine okay. little old you, say you just, like, have a normal job, quote, quote, normal, mm -hmm. and you're going to get your hair done, and you're in a salon, right? And the girl who's doing your hair has on, like, leggings and a t-shirt and, like, her hair up and, like, no makeup on. And then the girl next to you getting her hair done, this stylist has, like, her hair curled, her makeup on. She's wearing, like, a nice outfit. Like, you're going to look at that girl and be like, damn, kind of wish she was doing my hair. I get that in, like, retrospect. Yeah. But oh. also, like, in reality, that matters not as much as we think it does because mm -hmm. they don't really care. Like, you could be wearing a trash bag with a ski mask on as long as their hair looks good. Yeah. Like, it matters to an extent. I think it depends on people the people. Are, yeah, it does. It depends on the person because some mm -hmm. people are really judgmental and some people will come to you if you're laying in a hospital bed for you to do their hair. Yeah. So, it really just depends on you as a person and how good of a hairstylist you are. Right. I mean, someone I was talking to recently, a grown adult woman, was talking about how she went to this girl for years and she always looked really nice and then she started like not looking nice anymore mm -hmm. and she stopped going to her because she was like if you don't want to put effort in yourself like that it shows like it's like your work ethic and all this shit I'm like okay and that's like on the harsher end of the scale when people are being really judgmental because if mm -hmm. I come in here like I'm wearing a a tank top, denim shorts, and sneakers today. I'm not wearing anything nice, but the people I have coming in don't care, and they'll still tell me I look cute. Especially so. if you've seen them more than once. But that's another thing. I feel like even when you have returning clientele, you shouldn't start dressing less and less professionally because yeah. it does kind of seem like you're giving up, and they're like, like you uh, don't care as she much. used to come in here with heels on, and now she's wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. What's happening? Right. But if you keep it consistent and you keep your work consistent, then it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Keep it cute, keep, keep it classy, it keep it consistent. But I also, I also don't think people should judge people for not wearing makeup. Yeah, I'm for not sure. gonna wear makeup. And if that bothers you, close your eyes. It's not like clothes; like you have to wear a shirt. You in don't have to wear makeup. In this day and age, I don't have to wear makeup, and my legs are hairy, and it's okay. Period. <laughs> Women's empowerment, or whatever. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is kind of like goes both like, either way for me. Where I used to work. I was basically like her bitch so yeah it was in my job description to get there 30 minutes before her to make sure her station was clean her tray was set up 
I would fold towels, hang up capes. Can I pop in for one second? Yeah. Where do people get the audacity to be like that? Like, like what? I don't care what point I'm at in my career mm-hmm. or how busy I am. I don't ever want to have somebody whose sole purpose of working for me is cleaning up after me and, yeah. like, folding towels and shit. Right. Like, it's so belittling. And maybe it's because we've both been in that position, but mm-hmm. I could not ever imagine hiring somebody and being, like, get there 30 minutes before we open to clean my shit. I think that there's a time and place for that job. That would be, like, an assistant, right? Yeah, I guess if somebody was specifically looking for that position. But I feel like a lot of times it just turns into that. Yeah. Like, you and me both were um, supposed to be shadowing. And learning. Being taught. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, go make this. Oh, go do this. Being someone's personal mate. Yeah. And that's what I don't. Not learning anything really. Like I wouldn't be able to go to sleep at night. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So the good thing was we did have like a weekly like cleaning crew come in or something like a professional person every week. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have to like do any like hard cleaning, but like I would sweep after her haircuts. I would like put her towels away, like straighten up the tray, wash out the bowls. For her, which, like, that's different. If you, like us now, I'm going to wash my own bowl because it's my bowl that I made a mess in. Yeah. I'm going to put my towel in the hamper because I just used it. Yeah. I'm going to sweep after my haircut that I just did. I'm cleaning up after myself. I'm not being made to clean up after somebody else. Yeah. Which I know, you know, you kind of have to start at the bottom in this job. I mean, you don't have to. I don't like that idea. I feel like that's not a thing anymore. I was about to say that. Because, like, when you're working for yourself... You're doing all the dirty work anyway. Why right. should you have to be doing that for somebody else, too? It doesn't make sense. When you sense. don't even learn anything. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. You don't have to work your way up. I know. I know. So, I do, kind of like with what you're saying, I, cleanliness is another thing that I feel like can be overdone. Not overdone sometimes. You can never be too clean. Let me just throw that in there. But I feel like some places turn it, turn it kind of into, like you were saying, like they use it to belittle people. Oh, for sure. And it shouldn't be, like, obviously everybody should want their stuff to be clean. It's really important. Like, I love it when somebody walks into the salon and the first thing they say is, it smells so good in here. Uh-huh. Like, that is the best compliment to me. It's, I feel like it's very important, especially when you're in the service industry and people are coming in here being touched and having stuff done to them. Everything should be clean and sanitized. But it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be used to separate the haves from the have-nots. Yeah. In the salon. Right. What do you mean by that? Like, I feel like a lot of places use it to like there's an obvious distinction from the quote master stylist Mm -hmm. to the newbies i don't no comprehendo what are you saying (laughs) like like the uppers use it for the lowers as as what (laughs) let me get my brain together like the quote less important people are the ones who clean oh yeah hmm Okay, you just said that really weird. Did I? Yeah. I didn't think I did. It shouldn't be used as a separation <laughs> from the have and have nots and the master stylists and the newbies. That makes sense. Well, it makes sense now that I, I didn't know where you were going. Did you not hear the beginning of that statement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they use it They use it to belittle people, basically. Yeah, they it is. They use cleaning as a tool, as a, as a punishment. <laughs> as a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe feel like I was back in middle school and cleaning duty for being tardy. You had that? All the time. Oh, God. We didn't, that did not happen to I me. I sweep and clean toilets. Uh, uh, at school? <laughs> yeah. You didn't have, like, a janitor? Me. 
<laughs> okay. Next. Next. Let me check mine. So, I'm just real curious. What you curious about? Did y'all have payroll? Yeah. How did that work? Wait, what do you mean? Oh, because like... What? <laughs> only the people you worked with were independent and she just paid you, right? I guess. I don't... I'm just... I don't know how the world works. And I think I've only worked at two places in the past that actually did like legitimate payroll and I wasn't just being handed cash under the table. Oh, yeah. So y'all had... So I would walk in and clock in. Oh, okay. And then I would clock out when I left. And then they just gave you a check every week? Well, I only got one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I got it a little early. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like, we'll send it to you. So. <laughs> I gotcha. Gotcha. I don't, I think normally they, it was a direct deposit. So you set it up at the beginning with like your bank account. So they didn't like hand you a check. Oh. Well, okay. they did hand me, I guess like for just receipt purposes. I think I did get one that said how much it was, but it was like already deposited in my bank account. But you had like a paper trail. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like, but that's, because they're a commission. I was about to say that's the difference in commission and booth rental salons, though, right? Because yeah, do you have to do a different tax form if you're commissioned? That's interesting. We um, didn't hear. That just, like, jogged my memory. Because when I started here, it, I was commissioned for a year and then changed yeah. to booth rent, and I was still a 1099. Well, I saw this TikTok about if you're a commission, you should be on a W-2. Because so if maybe you're, some places do... They'll put you on a 1099 when you're commissioned to, like, ah, F you. Uh-huh. Because we're on 1099, and we have write-offs out the ass. Yeah. When you're commissioned, and you don't buy your shit, what are you going to write off? Uh, yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I don't. I think I never got that far, so I don't know what they do there. Okay. But a commission salon should be W two, I believe. And they should have some kind of payment plan. They do like four hundred one ks. They have health insurance. Shit. They have paid vacation time, all the benefits. But they make your schedule. Yeah, and you get like a percentage. And they also like like we get we do hair. We get the money. We go home. Mm hmm. There, it's like you work and you get paid like every two weeks. It's like a, it's like a, it's, it's like a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is like a job. I don't want, I don't want the, I don't want my work to feel like a job. I don't want to clock in. No. Mm-mm. No, no. No, I'm good on that. I'll um, get here when I get here. <laughs> but that's uh, not toxic. No, that's that, just no, normal. No, 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 I like that. I like that. It's very controlled. And like. On the payment side, it's very controlled. It's very structured. You know when you're going to get paid. You know yeah. how much you're going to get paid. Yeah. I've worked for places where it's more under the table, and mm -hmm. I'm on a 1099, mm -hmm. and it's technically booth rent, mm -hmm. but I don't have many write-offs. Anyway, that's besides yeah. the point. Um, but the payment is real wonky. Yeah. Because it's just up to whoever decides when they're ready to hand you a lot of cash. And that one time where... They used your, like, weekly money to pay for that class and didn't pay you. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Oh, my God. I'll tell that story at the end, too. Remind me. Okay. Um, but that's how a lot of places are, though, with their, like, assistant. Like, if it's not, if you're not on some kind of, what did I call it? Payment plan? Yeah. No. Payroll? Payroll. Yeah. If you're not on that, then it's just kind of, you get paid whenever. And yeah. I hear about a lot of places, they're like, yeah, I have to go in there and be like, um, am I getting paid this week? Uh, 
and like basically beg for your money and I feel like that's more common than that's just wrong we think it is yeah it's so wrong because then you feel bad like especially if you're like me I was very insecure very introverted and yeah. having to ask someone who I was scared of and intimidated by um are you gonna to pay me pay you for week? work you've done like it's awful and people who I mean just mean people who take advantage of that yeah and they'll be like no I'm not gonna pay her until she comes and asks for it like knowing that the That's poor so little wrong. girl is too scared to yeah I feel like that happens all the time especially with newbie apprentices and assistants because they they're know. just getting handed cash yeah at the end of the week right there's also this one situation of this girl who didn't have I, I had a set amount that I got paid every week like I knew how much I was going to get paid at the end of the week and mm-hmm. that was fine but there was this other girl I used to be friends with and she got paid the lady she was working under described it as she'll get paid what she's worth oh so she got paid a percentage of the tips Mm-hmm. that the stylist she was working under made every day. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like, obviously when people tip, everybody tips differently. Mm-hmm. It's not, I guess you can't categorize the amount you get tipped based off of, what am I trying to say? If they tip you more, it doesn't mean they like you more. And if they tip you less, it doesn't mean they like you less. Like right. people just tip what they're going to tip. It's yeah. different every time. Yeah. And she was like, well, if she shampoos good, I'll get a big tip and she'll get oh a higher paycheck this week. Yeah, that's not, yeah. not exactly how so it works. So people really just take advantage of that. So rude. Yeah, so rude. Okay, I have a little tidbit. I feel like everything we're talking about is like when you're new, though. Because I guess I don't really know any Well, it kind of is, but that's kind of where we both are. Yeah. Like, that's the only experience we have. Because I feel like after you get past that stage, mm-hmm. you, once you once you get past the new stage you find somewhere you like or do your own thing. Yeah. Like, you get yourself out of a toxic Like, you don't take no shit. Yeah. Well, the whole point of what I was doing at this place was an associate program where you work alongside one of our educator stylists. It sounds so to nice. To learn and Grim. whatever, and you have hands-on practice and blah, 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 blah. So, what I would do every day from, like, 7.30 to 3.30 is stand there and watch her. Were you allowed to ask questions? Um, I'm not sure. I never did, though, because I kind of was just pissed off the whole time. But, like, I think if you're specifically labeled, like, as an educator, where you specifically are, like, at that point where you always have a shadow. Yeah. Your clients should know that, and, like, you should just work differently. Like, yeah, I'm literally being, this is what I, and I brought this up to her multiple times because I was like uncomfortable mm-hmm. with, I'm literally standing here doing nothing. I'm not learning anything. I'm not working. I'm not helping and I'm being paid. Mm-hmm. And that makes me uncomfortable that I'm just standing here doing nothing and I'm on the clock. I don't like that. And she was like, well, you're here to watch me. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't learn from just watching. Like, mm-hmm. it was mainly her haircuts. She would just be like cutting away and talking, and I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Why like, am I here? Yeah, like you, just tell me something. Yeah. Like, give me some crumb of information. Yeah. Because that was like still one of my issues is haircutting, and she was like a really good haircutter apparently, and I was trying to like follow along, and I was like, mm-hmm. 
You lost you me. don't know what's going on. You right. Yeah. And whenever I was told to, like, do something on a mannequin, she would, like, give me the mannequin and walk away. And I was what? like, um, can you, like, help me or something? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but a, a few days after, I guess because, you know, looking back, <laughs> it really just wasn't a good fit from the jump. Mm-hmm. Because I made them switch so many things. Like, she had to start having, we would have, like, a little list at the end of the day where I would have to say, like, my highs and lows oh. and, like, what I learned and I would have to send it to her. And that's, I didn't have to do that in the beginning. That was after I was, like, complaining. Oh. And, anyways, so, eventually, I started, I say eventually, I was there for, like, two weeks. After, I guess, a few days, I was helping her blow dry, which I already, honestly, hate team blow drying because you're just always in each other's way unless you're like just doing the it's like just here annoying. and here yeah because then they're like being pulled this way and you don't want to pull them this yeah. way and like the hair it's just too much so it would help for blow dry or whatever and <laughs> okay i'm gonna kind of turn this from unfair working to bullying <laughs> <laughs> so okay. imagine like i'm glad that i got out of that situation and i can look back and reflect on it and that i didn't let this like ruin me mm-hmm because I know if it was someone else, like, that could have been, like, a detrimental thing. There was multiple times where she was just so rude. When I literally just graduated, you should be giving me constructive criticism and saying, you know, you did a great job, but let's work on these things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's such an impressionable time where, like, you're so already not confident in anything you do. And you're looking to this person, and you're, like, trusting this person. And basically, <laughs> she told me, that's the worst blow dry I've ever seen. And I was like, um, I'm gonna cry. Okay. <laughs> Which, first of all, not saying I'm, like, a pro, but I have been blow drying people with a round brush for almost a year at yeah. that point. You can't tell me that's the worst you've ever seen. Yeah. Like, just you're being just dramatic. being a bitch. Yeah. And then, manipulative as fuck. <laughs> like, okay, I kind of am getting into stories here, but it just has, it just flows, okay? Right. You can do story time with your stories at the end. Okay. Or whatever you feel. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just can't, like, it makes me think about when I'm at that point, if I ever decide to, like, educate, I, like, they literally just told me what not to do. Yeah. Because that was just made me feel so shitty. Mm -hmm. It was not encouraging. It was not helpful. Like I said, if it wasn't, if I didn't, if it wasn't me. If you weren't a strong bitch. I would have quit. Yeah. And they would have ruined my whole career from being a bitch. And a lot of people do quit. Like, that was such a stigma. Like, well, being a hairdresser is hard. Like, the industry is hard. You either make it or you don't. It's like, no, if you're nice to people coming into it, they would be more willing to actually learn. Right. So she had a Brazilian blowout. First of all, there's a lot of things wrong with this. I don't know if this is going to be on topic. I'm just going to tell you. If not, you can cut it out. Okay. I've never done that. I've never seen one in real life. Like, with the products? Yes. Okay. I've never seen it. I've never done it. I know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And she just has me going in and doing it with her. First of all, correct me if I'm wrong. You should probably, like, be wearing, like, gloves. Oh, I have no idea. And maybe even, like, a mask and, like, something because the fumes. I know the fumes make formaldehyde and you shouldn't be breathing that shit in, but I don't. It was so bad. And, like, the woman that she, like, came in regularly for these blowouts. Mm -hmm. 
and was like, oh, talking to the girl I was working with, let's see if she makes it. And I was yeah, like, like why do me? people act like that? Right. Why do people act And like she that? was like, her last apprentice had to go outside because this smell was so strong. She was like coughing and her eyes were burning. And I was like. Because that shit's literally toxic. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Okay, like we had we hadn't like gotten into the chemical part yet, and I yeah. was like, oh shit, okay, like I gotta be strong. <laughs> and then we start doing it, and I'm like, oh my god, like my eyes are burning and watering. Mm-hmm. I like can't breathe, and that's probably really dramatic. But it was the first time I ever was around the fumes. Yeah, and they were like looking at me like oh are you okay do you need to go step outside and it's like no this is poison and I'm yeah. bringing it into my body <laughs> like the little cabinet where they had all the blowout stuff mm-hmm. had like safety goggles in it like it was like little goggles those are there for a reason <laughs> yeah and I was like should we maybe like put those on or not <laughs> so anyways the story gets worse I'm like doing my best I, my vision is blurry I can't really see and at the end of the day, when we're talking about, like, what we did and shit, she's like, again, that's the worst her hair has ever looked. And I know, like, my side looked better than yours, and that was a $300 service, and if she doesn't like it, and she has to come back, then she'll get a refund, and that'll, $300 will come from me. Then, bitch, you should have done your client on your own. Right. Like, what? Like, you know that I had never done anything like that. If it's a $300 service that you're so worried about... Then why am I doing it? You could do the first one and teach me, and I'll help you maybe the next time. Yeah. But I was just going in blind and getting fumed. (laughs) But... And so, again, I'm like, okay, cool. That made me feel like shit. Yeah. Because now you're saying to me, like, well, because of you, I could be out $300. Yeah. So, my little butt went home and was crying about it (laughs) and sent her a long message about I'm so sorry and if Aww, she you apologize yeah and I was oh like if God. she comes back like I will give you $300 that is so sad and it was a long text I was so apologetic and all she said back was like okay thanks fuck her and I was like oh, okay also she like grilled me one day because uh she was like asking me at the end of the day like how was everything or whatever this was the same day as the blowout story uh-huh and she said something about, like, I don't remember. I said something was boring. hmm I don't know if I was talking about, like, just standing there and watching her or, like, if I... Yeah, I said it was just boring because I didn't learn anything. Do you want me to lie and say I had a great day? Yeah. Like, I thought we were cool. So I said, yeah, it was kind of boring. That set her off. Which, technically, looking back, maybe that wasn't the proper choice of words. But if you ask me, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Don't ask me if you don't want the truth. <laughs> like, she went off on me about, it's not always beautiful, blendy balayages and bullshit like that. And I was like, okay. It like, can be, though. Right. Like, that's your fault for working here. Yeah. So that's when I went home and cried. And I said that thing to her. And that's when I also said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it was boring. Uh... <laughs> So she was straight up bullying you. But yeah, I can yeah. I can talk about that too because that's how my situation was. Like You look like Albert Einstein. <laughs> I just sprayed dry shampoo, sorry. Um, I think they heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but I went into it 
being like, yeah, we're going to work on mannequins. You're going to learn so much. You can sit there. You can help me. We're going to talk. We're going to do everything. Any question you have, ask me. We'll take classes together. Eh, no. Um, I think I said last time about how I was even told at one point, like, speaking in front of the clients about education and stuff like that was mm-hmm. unprofessional, so yeah. don't speak. Yeah. So, I spent my days sitting in the break room waiting to be summoned to sweep the floor, fold towels, which had to be folded a very specific way or else, mm-hmm. um, and just clean. All I had to do was clean. Clean the Keurig filter twice a day. No. Um, take out the trash. Yeah. Scrub toilets. Like, you know. Just clean. That smells like perfume. I don't really like it that much. I mean, it's fine. Can I see the bottle? Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's how, that's how it was, which I learned some, but a lot of it was on me. Like, it was just on me to learn. You, like, taught Um, yourself everything, pretty much. Yeah. And, again, like you were saying, it was a lot of what not to do, which I teach a little bit now, and, like, I brought you in when I did, like, you know, little birdie, push you out of the nest. Yeah. Um, and... I feel like actually being a good, being good and being successful, su- successful, successful at doing hair is a whole different ball game than being able to teach someone. And you have to be a very specific kind of person and a very patient person. Not everybody is a teacher. Yeah, and that's probably the biggest issue with hair salons and people wanting to take in people and saying they're going to be in control of their education because a lot of times it just doesn't work out like that. But. Mm-mm. I'll just go into my stories now, so, because I was also bullied, and, um, anyway, the first one, no, let me go back in, so, yeah, one of my main responsibilities was blow drying, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm not even joking, this is, like, it blows my mind thinking about it, so, I had to stand, so she would call me in when she was (laughs) almost ready to blow dry, not Uh blow drying yet, but when she was almost ready, and I had to stand in a corner of the room. Literally stand in the corner. Stand in the corner holding a blow dryer and a round brush. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, ready. I'm not even joking. Stand in the corner, <laughs> blow dryer, round brush. And when she got ready for me to start blow drying, she would nod. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like North Korea. Yeah. And then when she and then when she was getting like mad at me and didn't want me want me to blow dry anymore, she would just like nudge me and push me away. Yeah, so that was that was my job. <laughs> not the <And> signals. Then, <laughs> I know. And what was the one that you were telling me about? Which one? You were like, tell that story, and then I said, I'll tell oh, it at the end. Oh, the, um, oh, I'm not paying you, I'm paying for the class. Oh, yeah. And that was the other thing. It was like, so there were a couple classes that we took together, and I was like, oh, this is exciting. There was one that was a haircut class by someone I was really excited to see, and she, I said, well, it's kind of expensive. Like, you you pay me. You know how much I get paid. Like, I can't afford it. And she said, well, I'll just pay for it, and we'll go together. Mm-hmm. And I said, freaking sweet. I was so excited. So the end of the week came. It was time for me to get paid. And, um, again, I had to ask her. I was like, um, am I getting paid this week? And she said, oh, no, I paid for that class. So I figured I would just not pay you and not take care of it. Oh, God. I yeah. still can't. That makes yeah. me so angry. Um, And then there was this other time. So... It wasn't just doing things that made her mad. She would also intentionally have me do things that she knew I would get in trouble for by other people. This one, you this were the was, scapegoat. Literally, this was the worst time. So there were a lot of times where I ended up just doing a lot of the work for her. Like if there was ever a root retouch or a shadow root, I did all the toning. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one time, she accidentally like triple booked. Like, there was a bunch of shit going on. Uh-huh. 
um, and this this was set up like different rooms, kind of. So anyway, they were different spaces within the salon. And so she ended up really booked. She had somebody that just walked in for, it was like full foil highlight and low light. And she was like, I can't do this right now. Like such and such isn't here today. Can you go take her to her side of the salon and uh-huh. just do her hair? Uh-huh. And I was like, sure. Um, and she said like, I, it's fine. She won't care if we use it. Like just go take her to her side of the salon and do her hair. So I went to this other person's side of the salon and did this girl's full appointment, full highlight and low light. Like, did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, I wasn't sure if I was going to get paid for that because that was, like, a $200 service. Mm-hmm. And, like, she didn't say anything to me. She did end up paying me for that. So, oh, wow. like, that was a plus. That's a shock. Um, but, no, literally she was like, oh, and I'm, I'm going to pay you for that appointment. And I was like, what? And she's, she was like, why are you surprised? You did uh, the appointment. Why would I not pay you? And I was like, I do this every day. Yeah. Um, this is really interesting. Um, so, I backtrack a little bit. I got mostly done with her, and then my stylist came to, like, finish up, mm-hmm. finish up the low-light color, mm-hmm. and so I started cleaning her station to go home. Like, that was the end of the day. We were done. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, the stylist whose station we used came and sat down with me, and she was like, I just want you to know I'm not, I'm not mad anymore, but when I got here this morning, my station was covered in color. There was, there's color staining my floor. It's all over my white furniture. It's on the wall. It's on the white windowsill. Like, the boss is going to be mad at me. I'm going to get in trouble. Like, just don't do it again. I don't know why you were using my station in the first place, but uh-huh. don't do it again. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I was told that we had, that I had full permission to mm-hmm. use your stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I obviously would not do that on my own. I'm so sorry. I wasn't working alone that day. I was working under yeah. her I said I was told I had full permission, but I do know that I didn't get color anywhere, but she went in there alone and applied a color and low light Mm -hmm. at the end, Mm -hmm. and so it was like, oh, she sent me in there and then went back, Uh fucked up all this girl's stuff, said said nothing to her, Mm -hmm. and said that it was me, so I got in trouble for it, Mm -hmm. Um, which that girl, she did apologize to me and was like, oh, so now I'm going to go have a chat with her Mm -hmm. and tell her not to touch my shit ever again. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, and then the day I got fired. So, no, I quit. I didn't get fired. Okay, yeah. So, this was, like, cherry. I had gone through a year and a half of this kind of treatment, and then the last day when I was like, mm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I had... I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had a full foil highlight booked. This was on a... I don't know when it was. It doesn't matter. I had a full foil highlight booked and a color book for this certain day. The day before, I hurt my hand, and this was in the beginning, so it took me, like, three hours to foil, and I really, like, I fucked up my hand. Um, So, I texted her, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to do that full foil. It was one of her friends, so I was like, she'll probably feel more comfortable texting her than me, a stranger, texting her, asking her to reschedule. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do that do you think you can reschedule the appointment for me since she's your friend or do I need to text her? Mm-hmm. I got chewed out. I mean, this was more than 24 hours in advance notice. Yeah. I got chewed out. She went on and on and on and on about how unprofessional I was and how mad she wasn't me and how never to do this again. And it doesn't matter if I got my arm chopped off, like I should still come into work on and on and on. God. Anyway, she ended up, she was like, I'll take care of the appointment. Just don't worry about it. So, I came in the next day to do the root color, because I can do a root color with one hand, my eyes plugged out of my head. Yeah. Um, so, I had the color applied on, and anyway, she comes walking in the door, and she literally stops, looks at me, and says, what are you doing here? And I said, in front of my client, my mm-hmm. client's in here. 
and I said, um, I'm working. working. And which she knew because she had access to my schedule. So yeah. she knew. And she went off on me in front of my client telling me that I had just ruined her day. She was going to do the foil for me. I ruined her day. I messed up everything and kicked me out of her room. She said, you can't finish this service in here. I have to do the foil. Kicked me out of her room. And thank God, my client, I still do her hair to this day, but she's literally the sweetest person on the planet. She looked at me and she was like, because I was almost crying at this point. And she was like, Morgan, you can do my hair in the hallway if you need to. Like, we can go up front in the bathroom sink. And I was like, no, no, no. (sighs) I had to go around. There were, this was a Saturday, so there were only a few people working that day. I had to go around and ask and make sure that nobody had a client and see who had an open shampoo bowl to see that I could use their bowl. And this one sweet angel she was like, what is happening? And I said, she just kicked me out of her room. I have somebody with color processing on their head. Can I use your shampoo bowl? And she was like, I'll leave. Y'all have my room. Take Aww. it as long as you need to. That's so nice. But like, can you fucking imagine? No. And so. That's also, like, very dramatic, but I'm not your dramatic. I'm What I'm going to say is dramatic. Yeah. Technically, she's she's under, you're working under her. Yeah. Technically, if if the if you couldn't wash her hair out, that could be like, uh, like, problem. And to make it even worse, and that would be she would get in trouble. To make it even worse, legally, I was supposed to have my own station set up in there, so that never would be an issue. Right. Anyway, so that happened. I I left. Didn't talk to her. Didn't go back in the room. I just left. And then I was actually off for the next week, so I had a full week to figure out what I was going to do. I ended up finding a, a different salon to work in. She texted me and she. She texted me maybe, like, halfway through. So, she sat on this for, like, four days. And she mm-hmm. texted me and was like, hey, can we meet for coffee one morning? And I had let this woman... I was had let her make me be a bitch for so long. I was like, no, like, this... I've had enough. So, I texted her and I was like, no, we're not doing coffee. I can come in before work and talk to you for five minutes. And I basically sat down. And I this is one of my proudest moments ever. I told her everything. And I was like, you never need to have an apprentice ever again. Never again. You're not cut out for it. Mm -hmm. Please don't do this to anybody else. And she had a full, like, triple book day. And she said, I really need you today. Can you, is there any way you can still work? And I said, no. No. I'm getting my stuff and I'm leaving right now. Yeah. And I left. And you never went back. Never went back. Thank God. And I found an amazing salon with somebody who just lets me booth rent. But that was pretty much it. That was all I had to talk about. I don't think I really have any more stories. It's just all shit. Sweet. Oh, we said short and sweet and it's been an hour. Whoopsies. (laughs) Perfect. All right, so we're just going to end there Yeah. On your Instagram. My Instagram is, uh, what is my Instagram? Ashley. Hair, AshleyDavis.hair. And mine's Morgan Holt Hair. And then you, you can come in. No, we're not done. And Heather's Instagram is. <laughs> <laughs> Say hey, Heather. Hi. And then the Gmail, our Gmail is hairmeoutmorganash at gmail.com. If you need to yell at us. Send us some stories. Okay, bye. Bye.